UK's National Crime Agency says over 300 arrests have been made across 38 countries following the takedown of the largest dark web child porn marketplace. Former Congressman Anthony Weiner pleading guilty to a federal obscenity charge. The former congressman admitting he sent obscene material to a minor. Billionaire businessman Jeffrey Epstein was arrested in New York Saturday on federal charges related to sex trafficking. Largest classified ad websites is being accused of knowingly facilitating prostitution and child sex trafficking. Former House Speaker Dennis Hastert has yet to respond publicly to allegations that he paid hush money to keep old sex abuse claims secret. The Second Valley teacher arrested this week, accused of an inappropriate relationship with a student. On this week's episode of the Matt Trafficking Report, I am truly honored to welcome. Landon Newsom, otherwise known as Matriarch. She is an illuminating singer-songwriter known for her insightful songwriting and her hauntingly angelic voice. She's a fearless visionary with inspiring messages and thought-provoking insights. She is a warrior also for those who can't use their voice. She's an activist for A21, which is a nonprofit organization combating human trafficking as well as other causes that support children around the world. In fact, she has a single, and the sales of that single goes to victims of trafficking and abuse, and I will make sure I link to that in the description of this podcast. Okay. Hi, Landon. I'm so happy to have you. It's been like, I don't know, has it been like a year since we spoke? Yes, I think so. Hey, Robin. I'm so happy to be on your show today. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you. I want to just dive right in with the fact that you moved from California and you're now in Tennessee. And um, tell me about Tennessee and then let's talk about California and why you guys moved. Yeah, I mean, it's we love we love it here in Tennessee. We um, have the best neighbors. People are so kind here. Um, I love the Southern values. Uh, you know, the biggest difference that I tell everybody is in Tennessee or in the South, um, it's, you know, what what can I do for you mentality, whereas California um, is more of a what can you do for me mentality. So it's a little bit uh, shocking to adjust to that, but it's just uh, such a stress relief, you know, weight off my shoulders when I finally, you know, adjusted to that and, and realized people just are actively nice just for the sake of being nice, good people. So I feel the same way. We moved from New York City. So I kind of, we kind of have a similar path. Like, <laughs> we are so right. glad we get out when we did. Um, mm -hmm. with everything that's going on. Now you and Robbie are both in entertainment. Robbie's a director and you are a vocalist. And mm -hmm. so can we talk a little bit about Hollywood and like, or what kind of things that you both experienced while living in California, um, while working in the industry, in the entertainment industry, what you saw, you know, what you have to feel about what's going on in Hollywood and California and why you guys moved. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been singing professionally since I was 18 when I, packed my bags and moved to California, not really knowing anybody. Um, and I ended up scoring uh, for television, film, working with other big artists, writing for artists. Um, so I was exposed to, um, you know, out the insides of the industry. Um, I was, I met, you know, all of the young Disney stars. I worked with a lot of these big stars uh, today uh, when they were younger. So I kind of, um, had a perspective of their of the arc of their career the trajectory from behind the scenes um and uh i've worked you know at 
an intern of under well-known producers, um, mixers. I mean, just, I, I've been in different aspects. So I've been able to kind of see uh, from a broad perspective how Hollywood itself operates, how the entertainment industry operates. Um, and I myself was very naive. And so it took me a, a while to really figure out that what I was seeing was wrong, the things that I was seeing. Um, because when you're in it, you, you become desensitized and you become, uh, you know, kind of conditioned to accept certain things as social norms. Um, and uh, also there's this new feminist concept of just not judging other women. Um, and to some agree on the surface, that sounds very nice. I love, I love women. I don't want to judge uh, women. I want to support women. But when we look at certain behaviors and we're faced with this choice of, oh, do I not judge this behavior or do I support this behavior that's really um, conflicting with uh, our values as far as hurting people, um, you know, excusing pedophilia, excusing uh, abuse, excusing um, the sexual quid pro quo system that happens. Um, you, you have to make a decision and every woman does have to make that decision at some point if they're going to continue being a part of the system um, and sacrifice certain parts of their integrity to maintain um, uh, relevancy in that world. Or if you want to uh, find, a, find an out, find a way to maybe participate in a different way or find other plans for your life. Um, so every, every woman at some point is presented with that that choice. And, and I'd say to men too, to some extent, but I just haven't lived that experience and I haven't seen it as prevalent as I have, you know, women facing that issue. So did you witness any, like when you were working with any of those Disney stars, do you know, do you know of any stories that were happening behind the scenes? Did you ever hear about any abuse? Oh yeah. Um, and you know, there's, there's one case where I did a big show in Texas and I was opening up for um, a, a, at the time, big celebrity and, um, their, you know, their other celebrity, I don't want to give too much information where, you know, I, I'm revealing who that person is, but, um, was with them and they were with a much older, um, I'd say 25, uh, eight plus their senior and they were a minor. Um, and I walked in on them in a trailer, you know, um, and that was one instance. Uh, there were several other things like that I, where I walked in and saw something happening that was not appropriate. Um, and in other cases, they would just flat out tell me what was going on. And at that time, I was like in that space of who am I to judge them? I don't, you know, I don't, age is just a number. You can love who you want. But I really wasn't awake to what was happening, the, 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 the quid pro quo that was going on and the um, unspoken social contracts that were happening. And what happens when you don't obliged to that because at that time it hadn't happened to me. Um, I, I, it took, I think about five years of me living there to be presented with my first uh, real test of my integrity where somebody put me in an uncomfortable situation. Um, and I was, you know, I was dropped off at this uh, uh, home in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, and there was a big head of a big publishing company um, record, record label that was there with another big songwriter type guy. And they um, invited me there for a meeting and I was dropped off. So I didn't have a car at the time and I was kind of stuck. And they were uh, both looking at me saying, okay, are you going to perform for us? And I remember looking at them going, this is really awkward. Uh, there's no, I'm just supposed to sit here and sing and prove my, my talent or something. 
And, um, and I, and I remember just knowing something and I can feel it now just recalling that and that emotion of just feeling like something's not right here. And I remember saying, Oh, um, I'm sorry. Why well, I wasn't told that I, I was performing. I thought I was here to have a meeting about protect, potential songwriters I'd be working with and whatnot. I wasn't really prepared for that, but um, I, I guess I can perform. Do you have a piano? And I remember asking that. And I remember them just looking at me like, this girl doesn't have a clue. <laughs> and just looking at me like, is this girl for real? She literally thinks we're talking about performing. And I said, I think I should go. And they said, all right, you can go. And, um, you know, thank God that it wasn't a forceful situation because I ended up just uh, they dropped me off at the bottom of the hill, this uh, gas station. So they didn't even take oh me anywhere God. safe or anything like that. Um, and, and in hindsight, just it's, it's, it's a testament to my mindset and how naive I was that I would even get in the car and allow somebody to drop me off at a oh gas station. My God. Again, you know, when you're young and naive and you don't have parents that are present and, and that are giving you this information, I mean, it starts young. You, the, you're presented with these experiences and you just take them at face value and you don't really understand what's happening. You're still in a very child, naive mindset, even as a 18 year old. So, you know, the, these things can happen and they do. Um, and luckily that was, you know, luckily I listened, you know, to my intuition, but it could have ended very badly. How old were you when that happened? Um, that, I think I was, it been four or five years. And so I was probably 21, 22 Okay. So um, that, yeah. Maybe younger. So yeah. I make sure to say that because when you witnessed that going on in that trailer, you were a teenager mm -hmm. yourself. I just want to make that clear. Oh yeah. When I, that was about 16 when I witnessed okay. the trailer. And okay. see, this is, I've been singing professionally like since around 16. So in Texas, that's when I, I was performing um, at, you know, the mall at like festivals, things like that. I was on the radio, Kiss FM in, in Texas. So I was building my own, you know, kind of uh, success locally in Texas. Um, but it wasn't until I was 18 that I officially moved to California. Um, and that's when I was, I started getting, you know, uh, writing sessions and meeting with labels and all of that. So, so are those two people that you had that interaction with still in the industry? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And have you heard any other stories from other people about this? Um, not with them specifically, okay. but there's lots of, uh, of stories and, and it's interesting. There's, um, these stories have been, I mean, it's not hard to find on the internet. I mean, virtually every Disney star, if you just see, look at them and you, you've know, you, we followed their, you know, mental breakdowns, their, their hospitalizations, their rehabs. I mean, we, we've seen the abuse, the effects of it in real time. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also been a lot of, uh, you know, Hollywood records, Disney stars uh, that have come out and, and talk about this abuse, about their managers and lawyers and how everybody knew what was going on. Um, Bella Thorne. Right. So, I mean, it's the same story and they keep coming out and sharing it and you know, nothing is done. So that's why I really, when people say to me like, oh, it doesn't really happen. It's not really that big of a problem. It's an open secret. I know that they're not actually plugged into Hollywood if they say something ignorant like that, because it is an open secret. And, and the young ones might not know what's going on yet. And they might actually be abuse victims themselves. But when you are there for a certain amount of time, you figure it out. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what happens sooner or later, you figure it out. And speaking of open secret, there's a film called An Open Secret, which um, everybody should watch. I mean, this, right. uh, I think that film was done in 2015, um, but I'm not positive. And he touches mm -hmm. on Brian Singer. 
I think every little kid dreams about being famous and being in movies. This is California. This is where you make it. This is where it all starts. You'll get signed by a label. You can star on Disney Channel. You know, what kid wouldn't want that, right? I remember you asked me if I ever did anything with a guy before. I was not interested at 12. You're not recording this, right? Looks like an angel. Hollywood doesn't have any system in place to protect anybody. And children are way down on that list. Children need management just like everybody else. Walk like an angel. Everybody liked him. He became part of the family. In the beginning, it was happy, and then things started changing. Oh, you talk like an angel. They pick on people who they know will be victims. You have an adult who is manipulating the child. Like an angel. He's getting you know, hired on the spot like that. That had never happened before. It was obvious that something was going on. You fool me. The party made me feel uncomfortable. There were lots of drugs available, and there were young teenage boys. I remember being scared. He just told me, this is what you have to do. A number of boys told me to point the gun at them, just like that. He said, do you not understand the power I have? Yo, the devil in the sky. I remember sitting in my room and crying my eyes out. He said, what would you do? That happened to me. A lot of investors completely denied that anything was going on. Clearly, the studio didn't want an investigation. I hated when you tried to have me sleep in your bed and touch me. I don't know anything about them. There will always be a steady stream of kids who want to be famous. We're absolutely talking about the tip of an iceberg. It wasn't uncommon, let's put it that way. I believe Brian Singer is actually still employed. Oh, and yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting, these, these celebrities, when they come out and they boycott things and they, you know, are against Chick-fil-A or something, you know, just ridiculous. And, and meanwhile, they're making films with pedophiles. They're, they're actively uh, employed by managers that have abused other uh, females. I mean, they just, Harvey Weinstein, perfect example. Everyone was plugged into to Harvey Weinstein. Everybody knew him, respected him, did what, he, what they were told. Yeah. Um, yes, and that, that's a big thing that, a problem for me with the Me Too movement is, you know, there's so many real victims um, of, of child abuse and exploitation and pedophilia within that system. Um, and their, their stories are just awful. And to, to come out and, and have a sexual regret story be conflated with real abuse is really upsetting because I've seen, again, I've seen some of these people that are now coming and accusing people. And I'm like, no, you were, you were, you know, you, yeah. This was not an abuse situation at all. Yeah. Um, so it, it's sad. It's sad what that Me Too movement, you know, has become. Yeah, they can't have it both ways, and they want to. And that really, I, the person that comes to mind for me is Alyssa Milano. Oh, I just yes. so mad. Um, I mean, they just were go 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 with um, what was that woman's name that came up against Kavanaugh? Gosh, I forget her name. Um, Ford. Oh, yeah. Ford. I think her last name was Ford. Right. I remember. Christine so, Blazy Ford. Yes. Right. Okay, Blazy or something. And they just, oh, they were just behind her and all this wonderful things. And then Tara Reid comes out. And then, like, it's like crickets. It just bothers me. Yeah, it bothers me so much. Very selective. Rose McGowan is the only person I know of um, from, you know, who, who leans left, really, in Hollywood mm -hmm. right now, who's willing to call them out. Right. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Your former Charmed co-star, Alyssa Milano, gets a lot of credit for helping me to go viral. So? Are you proud of her? 
I don't like her. Why? Because I think she's a lie. Why? Do you think I don't know these people? I'm not looking at this from the outside. I have a lot of experience. I know she's married to a CAA agent. Do the math. Who's behind Time's Up? CAA. Where do they meet? CAA. Who needs good PR? CAA. Who are part of the pimp problem? CAA. These are very powerful people you're talking about. They are. So am I. Um, you know, I, Alyssa Milano, it's very clear what, what the interests she's serving are. Um, and, you know, I don't know her or her background, but um, I, I will say this, that I've, I've found consistencies with women that are very vocal about being a pro-abortion and, 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 um, and protecting Hollywood and guarding it, that they feel shame in some aspect. And it might not be their fault. Maybe they were an abuse victim themselves when they were younger, but they, that, the shame hasn't been rectified. Um, and that's one of the reasons that they these these women get so angry and project out that anger onto people that just simply have more conservative views and say, hey, you know, um, you know, sex isn't really something that is, um, should be just with anybody. You know, it's something, it's a high-risk activity and um, it shouldn't be promoted like that and abortion isn't birth control. Things like right. that, there's such a visceral reaction because it's more than just about, uh, you know, a, a, a procedure. It's, it's so much more than that for them. And I think that when you look at it from that lens, how many abortions have these, you know, women had in Hollywood? How, how many children have they lost that they're mourning? Um, it's sad. Yeah. You know, just something comes to mind with the, the, um, when you're talking about abortions is, is Planned Parenthood and what was brought, mm -hmm. brought to light about what Planned Parenthood is actually doing. Um, it, it was a complicit in educating pimps and, um, an underage prostitute, which I hate that word, um, on how to get around the system so that they can still get in there and get their abortions and their, their birth control. We're involved in sex work. Okay. So, uh, there's some other girls that we kind of manage that they kind of need help too. Right. We see people from, I mean, every walk of life. So, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And, like, we, for a while, we were treating like all the girls at Paper Moon and like you know yeah. various places wow. around town. So that's okay. so good. No judgment, no sharing of information. Some of the girls still out around like 14, 15. I mean, you can get birth control testing, like oh, any wow. anything without a parent. The only thing it requires over 18 if they're a minor is an abortion. Okay. But there's also ways that like, judicial bypasses we can get around that yeah. if you guys ever need it. If someone is a minor and they don't want their parents to have their parents' insurance, so an abortion would show up, oh, yeah, yeah. you fill out paperwork um, and we help you kind of set it up. And then you, we have a, a specific confidential hotline that will call you at whatever number you give us and handle the whole thing. So for someone who's a minor, that's a really good option. We do them probably once or twice a month here. Kamala Harris didn't do a gosh darn thing when she heard about what was going on with Planned Parenthood. When people you know, talk to me about, oh, I want to help with human trafficking. I want to be an activist. I want to do this. What can I do? I, I first feel like a, a, an obligation to educate that it's not about choosing a political side, but it's about supporting policies that actually help victims and not supporting policies that enable the traffickers or the, you know, abusers or exploit, exploiters. Um, and, and that's not just with trafficking. That's with, you know, the root cause, which is the, you know, the plant Planned Parenthood's involvement, CSE, Comprehensive Sexuality Education in Schools. 
it's this underlying uh, a concerted effort to sexualize our children and to desensitize us as a society to that happening. Um, and that is really driving the demand for um, this child exploitation material um, and the, the trafficking industry. So when, you know, it's, it's all good to post, uh, you know, something on Instagram with 10 facts about trafficking, but if you're for open borders, you're not really doing the work. You're not really, you know, voicing for those voiceless kids who are being trafficked across the border. If you support Planned Parenthood, you're not really speaking up for the girls trapped in slavery that are going through Planned Parenthood and it's being used to aid and abet traffickers um, getting their abortions, hiding their birth control. When Planned Parenthood has been caught on video numerous times um, hiding these underage uh, girls. Um, you know, so these are things that are really important and it's not about being an adherent to a political side, because if that was a democratic policy, I'd be all for it. I don't care who is behind the policy. Absolutely. It's stopping it. It's stopping it. So I would love, I'd actually love to see a Democrat come forward and say, you know what, this, this is where I draw the line. We're not doing this with, with children. And I might be for these other democratic ideas, but I'm not for this. Mm -hmm. I would 100% get behind them and support. If, if the evidence showed that this was actually helping victims, um, you know, so that I just want to put that out there. It's not about being, you know, allegiant to Republicans or anybody. It's, it's about doing the right thing when it comes to this issue. Yeah, this has to be the issue that children and, and child trafficking, putting an end to it, um, has got to be the unifying factor in this country. We, we are, we have, we, we have nothing that unifies us anymore. If, if it's nothing else, it has to be this. And in mm -hmm. order for that to happen, people really need to be able to look beyond their, um, their political associations or whatever tribal mentality they have and loyalty they have to their party, which I'm not loyal to either party. I, was, I, I voted Obama and, and now I'm, I voted Trump. I, I don't have any, and I'll call Trump out if he does something I don't like, and I have. Mm -hmm. What Trump did with the funding Mm -hmm. instead of the people who, who hate him saying, mm -hmm. you know what, that's good. They all start coming at you with pictures mm -hmm. of him with Epstein. Look mm -hmm. at, can we just stay on topic here? Can we admit that mm -hmm. that was a good thing that happened? Right. Absolutely. Just upset. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it, it, they completely omit the fact that um, Trump banned Epstein from Mar-a-Lago. So, and did not associate with him after these allegations happened. Whereas after he was uh, convicted of, uh, you know, what was it underage, being with an underage yeah. girl or prostitute, yeah, prostitute. Yeah. he still had all of his friends in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting little side note that people selectively ignore, you know, um, and, and I'm not, you know, it's, it's not about Trump. This is, this issue is not about Trump. You know, people want to make it like that to deflect from the real issue. So I always try to tell people like, this isn't about whether you like Trump or not. This has nothing to do with Trump. This is about a worldwide epidemic and it's happening in our country and we have to address it. And policy is the only way we can have um, any solutions. You know, we can say, we can moralize all we want, say it's wrong, we don't like it, let's create awareness. But what it all boils down to is like any other major issue, policy. Um, and they do this with the school system as well, when they're trying to um, infuse their political ideology into uh, the class, into, into children. Um, and so they, the, you know, certain legislation will be put forward or ideas saying, oh, this is LGBTQ friendly, or this is about equality. And then in actuality, 
that's not what it's about. It's using those things um, as a means of virtue signaling, getting public acceptance. Uh, then when you look at the actual frameworks and what they're actually, the ideas they're putting forward, you realize, oh, wow, this is not what I would have signed up for at all. Um, and that's exactly what they do in California with this, the, the sex ed curriculums. Um, and we're seeing that now branch out because everything that happens in California eventually seeps into the rest of the country. Yeah. I, you know, and speaking of the, what's going on in schools, if they're going to teach our kids sex ed, we really need to make it mandatory that they learn about sex trafficking. They have got to go hand, they got to go hand in hand, you know? Absolutely. Right. And, and they're falsely claiming um, that things are evidence-based. Again, that linguistic manipulation, scientific-based, uh, inclusive, LGBTQ friendly. They'll, they'll slap whatever name they have to on, onto it. So parents, busy parents <laughs> that are just trying to survive, don't pay attention and don't actually demand to see um, not just the frameworks that also have that clever linguistic framing in there, but the actual curriculums that are sexualizing children. Um, and a great resource for your viewers would be stopcsd.org because you can actually go to a map and find your state and find out, okay, what kind of curriculums are being pushed in my state and you can do something about it. So. Well, speaking of parents not being aware, they are starting to be. Um, this is definitely mm -hmm. a movement, which is wonderful. Um, you know, we it's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's really coming to light is the toys and how our toys are being sexualized. And, you know, mm -hmm. some people may say that some of us are way over the top or overreacting to this stuff. But let me tell you, like, it's everywhere. Like, did you see, right. I'm sure you saw the doll with the button on the mm -hmm. bottom. Right, mm -hmm. and now yes. those other now they're dipping the thing in the water, and it's coming out with these crazy outfits. And right. people are actually, it's interesting to watch the reaction. Some of the people are like, "Oh, that's nothing. You guys are blowing this up," and mm -hmm. like, "That's fake. That has to be fake." I mean, it's just crazy. Well, I, I think that calling it out and saying, "Hey, this is something that could be used for grooming," is a is a good thing. I mean, I, that says that a parent cares and is paying attention or any person, parent or not. Um, but I feel like it's interesting how there's just this, um, seems to be this collective reaction to just want to be in denial of things that are happening. And it may very well have been a mistake, but when things like that start happening all over, at what point do you go, maybe there's something else to this? What, you know, when we look at the collective sexualization of children, how things are being normalized that weren't normal 10 years ago. Yeah, um, and we have to start wondering what is what is this agenda? Who's behind this agenda? You look at Planned Parenthood, and they are uh, pushing sexual rights agendas for children. They work with the World Health Organization and the UN, um, UNESCO. There's so many globalist type of, of uh, education uh, companies that are trying to help other countries with their sex prevention, you know, their sex health. Um, even though those countries don't necessarily all want that. Um, but there's active um, programs that are trying to teach that children are sexual and that they have their own set, they're deserving of their own sexual rights and that they don't need um, to tell their parents, their parents don't need to know, um, but they have the right to experiment. And they not only you know, lay that foundation, but they give them the tools to experiment. What are you into? Do you like BDSM? Do you like this? Do you like pain for pleasure? Blood play? I mean, the, the stuff that they have is so disgusting and unspeakable. Um, and you'd think that it's just not true. And again, go to Stop CSC. You can actually see it for yourself. Um, yeah. But so many pe people just don't want to see. And I think that's where we're, the curtain's halfway down. 
and yeah. so many people are are peeking, peeking. going what I had no idea but it's not all the way down yet there's so much denial and and it's just the cognitive dissonance it's too uncomfortable to really realize that we have allowed this to happen and we just didn't know uh, it's so true. I think we've been sweeping this snake. I always say it's the snake under the rug for so long now. And that snake is now for, it's like it has had babies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now you got all right. these snakes crawling under the rug and you just literally have to look at it. It's, right. ugly. it's ugly. And you know, I posted on my timeline on Facebook that if I were president of the United States, I would be out there every day. One, one, like for like at least 20 minutes talking about child trafficking not letting people forget about it. Now it's right. easy for me to say, cause when you're president, you have tons of things you're going to be thinking about, but I just put it out there because, cause we got to just keep it out there. And, and right. I did have somebody say to me, ah, you know, that's all well and good, but don't you think that it would make people a little like, don't you think people get tired, not tired, but desensitized after a while from mm -hmm. listening to this stuff. Don't you think that's a little heavy? And all I say is a little heavy. Think about the kids right now. Mm -hmm. As you and I are speaking, there are children out there infants mm -hmm. being abused and you say to me that it hurts it's like you feel uncomfortable and you don't want, oh, come on you look at just the way we're raising children now these safe spaces and colleges children can't tolerate being uncomfortable um and so they can't even tolerate other ideas you know when they graduate college now that there's homogenous thinking and it, they literally can have a, a psychological breakdown over being exposed to other ideas. Yes. They react violently in some cases, as we saw at Berkeley. Um, I mean, this is what we're dealing with. So it's really no wonder that that breeds, you know, the, 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 the uh, environment that we have now where we just can't even tolerate the truth. It's too uncomfortable. People can't even tolerate each other's differing opinions anymore. Mm -hmm. right. You know, and I'm sorry to say this, but it is people that are on the left who are much less tolerant of people with other ideas. I've just witnessed it. Absolutely. I you mean, it, it's a fact at this point. I mean, the amount of violence being um, put onto conservatives and just the general ideology. I mean, they, they come out and say it, you know, that there is no conversation. There is no debate. I don't debate racists. I don't debate these people. There's, you know, shaming and othering and a refusal to have civil discourse. Yeah. So that, that's their, they're coming out saying as such. So it's not something we're just inventing. Um, this is happening. So it's, it's not really a perception anymore. When people say that I, I, I'm, I start to get, um, I, I just start to get upset when people sometimes come to me and say, it's on both sides. I'm like, yes, it's on both sides, but only one side is resorting to violence is resorting to, um, trying to get somebody fired from their job or resorting to shouting outside of their children's window calling their dad a monster oh or a big, big bad wolf, terrorizing yeah. children, people's innocent children. Yeah. The other side is not doing it. And you know what? Show me where they are. I'll condemn it. Yeah. That's not, that's not what's happening. So no. I, I have to call that out when I see it. You know, that's yeah. not the truth. Yeah. Uh, I know you have to go since I did want to touch on Pornhub. Hub is the largest and most popular porn site in the world. Owned by the mega porn parent company MindGeek, Pornhub averages 42 billion visits per year. That's 115 million visits every day. Most of the content featured on their site is user-generated, amassing 6 million new videos each year. That would take 169 years to watch. Pornhub has become the global epicenter of internet pornography. The company makes hundreds of millions of dollars through ad revenue, data collection, and premium subscriptions. 
and is blatantly enabling and profiting from rape, sexual abuse, and child sex trafficking. Like the missing 15-year-old girl who was found after 58 videos of her rape were posted on Pornhub. Or Rose Kalemba, the 14-year-old, who the BBC reported was kidnapped at knife point, raped and assaulted on camera for 12 hours, and had to beg Pornhub for months and threaten legal action to remove the videos of her rape and torture. Or the images of a toddler being sexually abused, found through an investigation by the Sunday Times. Or the 22 women who were deceived and coerced by the producers of Girls Do Porn, a popular Pornhub partner channel, whose owners now face a federal indictment for child pornography, sex trafficking of a minor, sex trafficking, and sexual abuse. These examples only begin to scratch the surface of the sexual crimes found on Pornhub. According to the Internet Watch Foundation, in only two years, they processed and confirmed 118 cases of child rape and trafficking on Pornhub. These aren't models or actresses playing a role in a movie. These are real videos of women and children being sexually abused, violated, and traumatized. And Pornhub is deeply complicit. They have no system to reliably verify the age or consent of anyone featured in their videos it profits from. The largest porn site in the world makes it insanely easy for users to upload videos of real sexual violence. And in doing so, they forever memorialize the trauma of their victims, all for the profit and pleasure of Pornhub and its users. It's time to shut down Pornhub and hold them accountable for the rape, trafficking, and sexual abuse that they enable and profit from. Yeah, girl, let me tell you, we have, I, I'm, I am a libertarian, really. If I had to identify as something, I would say most of my beliefs fall on libertarian. I believe that, you know, if you're not hurting me, I'm not hurting you, and I'm an adult, you're an adult, then we're good. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But mm -hmm. I will say, porn on the internet is the worst thing to happen to this country or to the world. Really, yeah. the drug. If you're a heroin addict and you can log on and get high, you'd right. be dead. So, right. you know, Absolutely. let's talk right. about it's, it. It's about accessibility and what really, and, and more morality. It really is because, um, you know, yes, you can get drugs, you know, but like you said, it's a perfect example. Like, look at what they're doing in some of these liberal cities, um, giving these, these homeless people that are already vulnerable, already addicts, already having severe suffering from mental um, issues, giving them more drugs. What do you think is going to happen? And th that's exactly, you know, the porn today is not the porn that was in the 80s. And it's no longer about sexual expression and having, you know, um, a tool for maybe people struggling or, you know, that being a part of their own privacy. Um, again, like, you know, I have very, uh, I'm an artist. Um, I, I'm not a Christian artist. You know, I, I, I make art. And some of it's darker. Some of it's exploring other sides of us. Um, that you know, it's not all bright and cheery and sunshiny. So I, I very much am protective and an advocate for freedom of expression. But where I draw the line is when we sexualize children. Even a drawing of it is pornography um, because it's used as a grooming tool. And if you look at and speak to any victim that has been you know exploited sexually um, and abused, you will they'll tell you that porn was used as a grooming tool so that they were um, desensitized and the expectations were laid of uh, how they were supposed to perform. Um, and it, it's sick that when you, when you can look at it from that context and then also make yourself aware to the fact that Pornhub, you know, the largest trafficked pornography curator, um, does not require age consent or verification uh, uh, of consent. Yeah. So you're looking at people that are potentially trafficked uh, performers you, know, you think that they're performing for you, they're actually trafficking victims or children. You cannot verify their age or their consent. 
-hmm. So you're participating in that industry and people say, well, I'm not, I only look at this, this category, but you're participating in, you know, in a, the whole, it's, it's like shopping on Amazon. If the, if Amazon sold traffic children, would you still shop at Amazon? Would you still go to that marketplace and give them business at the grocery store? If they were selling at Publix children, I would stop going to Publix. It's the same thing. You're participating and you're, you're driving the demand for more of that. Yeah, absolutely. And people don't realize either is that um, every day people are sending in complaints to Pornhub and they're not doing anything. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I know I'm hoping uh, Layla and I have spoken and I'm supposed to interview her. I can't wait to talk to her. I know she's a very busy person um, at, at Exodus Cry. She's, we have almost got 2 million signatures and that site is still not down. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that Pornhub is a CIA operation. Hmm. It may sound a little far out there, but when you think about all the things that they've been involved in, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know. It's just the fact that it's still up there and it's become so huge. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's really scary. And um, I'd love to have you back. I know you can't stay much longer, but I wanted to get into Kinsey too. Ah, that was what yeah. I wanted to talk okay. about. Well, how are we doing on time? I don't have my... Oh, we are at five minutes. You got five minutes. I just wanted to... Okay. That, that was one of the things I want to talk about that people are not yeah. aware of is how long yes. this has been in play uh, right. from Kinsey all the way down to Playboy. And right. you know, and how, but, yeah, mm -hmm. and how it's. I, I'll try to, I yeah. try to try to offer like you maybe a minute of just like good information on that. Um, in a nutshell, modern um, gender theory, critical race theory are all inherently tied to the research of um, a man named Dr. Alfred Kinsey, who was a pedophile, and he um, experimented. Um, and when I say experimented, he abused children to uh, glean his, his uh, research and, and viewpoints about um, children being sexual. And uh, I, I have to point this out that there's something called arousal non-concordance. So if a woman is raped, um, it, it, is, it is possible for her to orgasm or for her body, body to react. That does not mean that she consented or enjoyed the process. We have physiological um, you know, things that happen in our body. We have nerve endings that are sensitive but that is not a sign of sexual maturation. Um, and that does not mean a, ch a child consents. And in fact, um, without getting too graphic, if you look at Dr. Alfred Kinsey's research, um, he noted that his observable orgasms in children included screaming, trying to fight the, the, person, the person having, you know, committing the abuse on them um, and passing out. So this is horrific abuse. And this, this research, is the very research being used that substantiates this gender theory, you know, that, that, oh, we're all just, you know, we're all sexual, we're all different genders, we can be whatever we want. It's how we identify and these social constructs are what um, get in the way of that, you know, and that's, you know, that's why I'm very, very cautious about that love is love statement. Because yes, as an adult, you can have sex with who you want, you can love who you want, but love is, not any age and what kind of love are we talking about and so when we start desensitizing ourselves to those statements we start saying okay it's not so bad if a 14 year old and a 16 year old are together okay it's not so bad if a 12 year old and a 16 year old are together it just it has a trickle effect and that's exactly how they make headway with this ideology they know we aren't going to all accept pedophilia overnight that's why it has to be systematic, one step in front of the other until they make so much progress where you're going what happened how did this happen
which is where we're at right now. Right. And with, with actually men who normally would not have thought a, a, a second about having sex with children who are getting on to the, you know, it happened, it started with Playboy, right? Many of those men, many of those men were boys when Playboy came out, right? And so over the years, they became so desensitized to what they were looking at that by the time they got online to porn, and so it starts with Kinsey, it goes to Playboy, and it goes all the way up where they're looking online at regular sex, and after a while, they can't get aroused. And then right. they see uh, barely legal. Yeah. And then next mm -hmm. thing you know, oh, she looks like she's 15, 16, but since she's on Pornhub, mm -hmm. she must be legal, so it's okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, now, they'll justify anything in their mind because it's an addiction. The heroin yeah. addict doesn't say, I'm not sure that guy was really legit. I, I'm going to check to make sure this wasn't laced or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, that process goes out the window when you're addicted to something. And, and we, at least the brain, the neuroscience is there to back this now, which if anybody cares to look into, will tell you what, how the brain reacts with porn. Um, and so I think that's really important. And I just want to mention one last thing because there's so many, I always think about different perspectives listening. And, you know, for me, this isn't sex ed and, and human sexuality is a healthy thing. And when it's age appropriate, not just when somebody claims it's age appropriate, but um, it's a parent's job to educate on those issues. Um, and they know their child and every child isn't equal. And one might need that, that conversation earlier. Gender differences, boys need that conversation in a different way than girls do. Um, so that the parents, I believe it's the parent's job to educate on that. And if there is a pro program that's acceptable in school, it should be biology scientific based it shouldn't be sexualizing in any way encouraging listing in the key different ways you can show love and have sex it's, it should not be about that or and orientations it should literally be about how babies are made and at what point a child uh feels pain and has a heartbeat and all of those things that are scientifically accurate um if we're going to be teaching that in school but at this point i really don't know if there's ever going to be a consensus from uh parents on the, both sides of the political spectrum of of what is accurate and science-based um so yeah. I, I think that parents have to get to their kids uh before the school does and and also make sure that they assert their rights a lot of schools will claim that they have the right to teach certain things and they don't um so you know there's there's legal ways to get around that and, and make sure that your child is being educated with um sexual uh pleasure frameworks but actual a real education and, and healthy sexuality very good i agree with you so um thank you so much for coming on the show tell me where we can find you thank you so much um so you can go to uh growuplive.com that's the show that my husband robbie starbuck and i do um and we have all of our videos um and then you can also go to matriarchsongs.com uh, that's where my music is. All the proceeds go to human trafficking victims, rescue and restoration efforts. Um, and I'm going to be working with some new organizations that are doing some awesome things. Um, so I'm working on that, updating the website, but you can uh, find that information and resources by going to those. And as always, follow me on Twitter at iMatriarch. I do. And I love your tweets. You always, I'm always oh. like, oh gosh, I wish I thought of that. She's so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I'm so far, I mean, I don't like Twitter, but at the same time, I'm still there for anybody that is still you know, looking, looking for other things. You know, I'm afraid if I just go to parlor, nobody's going to see what, 
what these thoughts are. And I think it's yeah. still important to try to hold space there. So definitely. And I hope maybe in the future, I can have you back on and talk about the work you're doing with um, human trafficking. So maybe we can do that. I would love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks right. so much for having me, Robin. Our lead story today is an update on the widening human trafficking scandal. Two more women have gone missing in Los Angeles. Mainstream news has largely ignored the story, but we're tracking it closely. I've been waiting for you night and day Hoping that you'd find a way To trust me when I speak I'm not your enemy I've been wanting you to show Take away your pain I wanted you to see The truth that lives in me I think it's finally time you say oh. I wasted too much time afraid oh. Opened up the door of your cold cage Take my hand, I'll show you how to change We've been broken, we've been down Chased our darkness out of town We have a voice to make it sound Speak for voices underground Soldiers of 